and we are back with episode three, the Apeshit Podcast. What's going on? I hope you're well. We're getting towards the end of COVID now, aren't we? It's getting pretty exciting. Things are starting to open up. The gym's opening on Monday. I'll be back in there. I'm going to go in and just destroy myself. I'm going to write myself off immediately. I've decided I'm going to do one session and I'm going straight to the hospital. I'm going to call the ambulance before I go to the gym, actually, because I'll be a write-off within about 10 minutes of stepping in there. I've decided. It's done. Anyway, in this episode, I have decided to bestow onto you a bullshit detector, particularly for people that are working with agencies or search marketing agencies in particular. Um, We get a lot of people calling us that are already working with agencies, and we encounter a lot of... um, issues that they're having with them to areas where they might have been misled or you know regular pitfalls that we hear of that people like clients particularly fall into when working with agencies and they've not really done a bit of background research on them to find out whether or not they they are who they say they are they can do what they say they can do and seo is one of those areas where you know it does require a leap of faith so to speak so it is one of those services where if someone is a bit of a bullshit artist. SEO is one of those areas where, you know, they can, uh, there's plenty of leeway for them to, you know, mislead and misinform people. So what I wanted to do is give you some key things to look out for that are gonna help you not only avoid the wrong agency for you, but find the right agency for you and give you the things that you should be looking for as indications of quality in their service. Um, I think at the end of, last week's episode maybe i said this in my mind or maybe i dreamt it but i'm pretty sure that i did say i had a really good guest coming up in this episode and i have got that interview booked in but i just couldn't get it in time the 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 planets didn't align in time for for that interview to take place in episode three 100 i'm sitting down with this guest for episode four and it's someone that's very uh very entertaining to listen to lots of life lessons to share and um, I dare say a fair thing to say, a thing or two to say about what's going on in on uh, Emmerdale Farm uh, at the moment. So looking forward to bringing that episode to you. But for now, I thought I'll I'll put something together where I can give you some value. It's still relevant to that digital agency uh, sort of theme that we've got going. Very tenuous theme to be honest with you. But um, I thought I'd put some bits together to share with you, help you find a good agency, avoid the crap ones. And, um, you know, maybe you can share this with someone who needs to hear this advice as well. Okay, first thing on the list that you're going to want to look out for when you're shopping around for an agency is the meet the team page. So, first of all, it's worth saying that I don't think the size of the agency or the size of the team there should be something that you're looking for to help you make a decision anyway. Um, if if a big te- a big team doesn't necessarily indicate any any kind of quality with regards to the service, there are plenty of digital agencies that have you know towards a hundred people working there. But for all intents and purposes, it's just a call center, and it's it's a hundred people that work in a call center that answer calls from unhappy clients, and they just stop them leaving. There are plenty of good agencies that I've um worked in or i've hired in the past when i've worked at big brands and uh, that have got a, a small team working now i'm talking you know teams of four and five um and and they've delivered a a much better service than agencies that have got 20 30 40 staff so uh, the number of people that work that first of all isn't shouldn't really be an indication of quality that you're looking for however 
Um, what a lot of agencies will tend to do is they'll make themselves look to be much bigger than they actually are. There's one agency in particular that I know of um, where if you look at their website, the Meet the Team page, or even the home page, they've got a, a, a big splash image there of, I think if you do a bit of a head count, there's about 50 or 60 people in, in the image. Um, and then obviously, you know, grease the wheels a little bit with one of the SEO managers that works there, get a few pints down him and start doing some digging, as I tend to do, just because I like... I don't know, I just like I just like digging for information really. But once you start to, to see what's behind the curtain, it turns out that that was just taken at some sort of in-house event that they did where they got all the clients in. They went, oh, let's get a group photo, guys. Took a group photo of everyone and then very conveniently put that picture as a splash image on the Meet the Team page. They don't technically say that that is the size of the team, but what they do is they insinuate that that is, you know, that that's the that's the size of the team. The way that it's presented very much look, makes it look like it's a it's a team of fifty or sixty. But if you actually look at the the size of the team that's doing the deliverables on that side at the minute, no way near as many. So that is one thing to bear in mind: is agencies aren't always as big as what they might seem, um, and also a lot of the time agencies will keep team members who aren't actively working there. Um, on the meet the team page and like we know that there's again other agencies where they haven't actually removed about four or five people that have left the agency and moved like if you actually check these people to LinkedIn they haven't worked at the agency for six to twelve months and yet they're still there on the meet the team page and they go oh you know we'll get around to changing it at some point but you know whilst they're getting all this website traffic it does again it makes them look a lot bigger and then the final thing on this point is and this is probably the dodgiest one of the lot on this point is there are agencies out there that aren't even agencies there are, there are, if you was to look at the website you know they can make it look so legit they can use stock imagery for you know sp- supposed headshots of the staff um you know it can be it could just literally be one or two people running sales running an outbound sales campaign to bring in clients for digital marketing and then they just outsource it to manila or to India or something like that. Like there were so many agencies out there that are basically just shop fronts that put a you know a meet the team page up of you know eight to ten people, none of which who really work there, other than the one or two people who's actually selling the campaigns, and and you know they just make it look like there are people here in the UK or you know in the in the US if you're listening overseas like they make it look like there are local people actually implementing the service too you're not particular with SEO, that's so dangerous as well because everything has to be done in like a white hat, very ethical manner so that the results they can get sustainable. Whereas typically if you do sort of outsource the work overseas, the tactics used become tend to become quite spammy. And because they know that, they won't admit to outsourcing the work overseas. You know, they do it so that they can get the work done super cheap and pack the margins as best that they can. But really, you know, that meet the team page is really just a shop front for a, outsourcing operation so it's always worth doing some digging during the prospecting phase ask to speak to the people who will be doing the work ask to have them on the presentation meeting as part of the sales process ask if you can have almost like a one-on-one consultation with the, the people that will be implementing the work with the account manager that you'd be issued to, to navigate the campaign and these are just nice ways to make sure you are dealing with the people that they say you're going to be dealing with. And also it helps you feel out the actual size of the agency. If you can get, I know it's not ideal with COVID right now, 
But if you can find an agency that meets your budget and meets your standards within your local area, I really would recommend getting in the building, meeting the people um, that are going to be hands-on with your campaign and just actually seeing the premises, seeing the size of the office for yourself um, and just making sure it actually exists. Right, next one. Um, this is more to do with deliverables, uh, particularly for people that are paying for SEO services right now. A huge percentage of the clients that come to us that have been with other SEO agencies previously, when we start to dig into what the deliverables of their campaign have actually been, say over the past six months, so so often once we start to dig into it, a huge percentage of their deliverables has just basically been blog content. I don't understand why so many SEO agencies, it is particularly those kind of smaller you know, back bedroom operations that I was talking about before where they're just all outsourcing the, the work overseas. But so many SEO agencies build, build an SEO campaign around blog content and I don't know why because it just doesn't drive results. Um, so that is just one thing to bear in mind if you are paying for SEO services, if, if whether it's a, regardless of whether it's a freelancer or, or, an, or a, a proper agency, for some reason that doesn't actually seem to make a difference with a lot of the people that come to us. Just make sure that your campaign isn't just made up of blog content like blog content serves a purpose with seo with targeting long tail keywords that are super low competition or you know answering questions or you know if if they're doing some sort of supplementary blog content to update your news and current events section on your website you know if you just got investment from another company if you're just about to launch a brand new product range and you don't have an in-house copywriting um you know but person that can produce that content for you that's fine like an seo agency will quite happily include that as part of their package but the thing that's going to drive results as part of your seo campaign is not fucking blog posts so if you find that you know 60 plus percent of your seo strategy is made up of just blog posts being published on your website you're going to want to dump it you might as well just find a you know a, a cheap copywriter to, to put that work together for you and then have someone dedicated to seo that's going to look at the technical elements of the website you know the backlink profile the digital pr campaign as well as your on-site content because blog posts like as content goes that's not even really doing your actual main keywords that many favors like the thing that's going to drive growth from a content perspective for your main keywords are things like category pa category page um content subcategory page content or even like um you know, like infinite, like long form informational content, like assets and resources that are to do with the product rather than just like topical blog posts. Like I'll give you an example. Like, let's say you've got like some sort of home furnishings, e-commerce or you sell bathroom suites or something like that. If someone came to us and they've been working with another SEO agency for six months, it's so likely that that SEO agency will just have been producing blog content around how to make a small bathroom feel bigger or top 10 furnishings for your bath for your summer bathroom wardrobe or something like that summer bathroom uh, aesthetic or something and it's just like right okay that's great and everything but it's just not moving the needle when it comes to organic traffic so i bear that in mind if your seo ag agency seems to be building your campaign entirely around blog content just bin them Okay, next is link building. So if you've been working with an SEO agency in the past, do you know anything about SEO yourself? You will have heard of the term link building. It's quite likely that you'll know why link building is important. For those that are listening that don't know what link building is or why it's important, in a nutshell, basically links from another website 
from one website to another can be very beneficial for SEO because it's basically Google's way of determining whether you know your website is credible you know authoritative within your niche and within your industry and the way that it makes those sort of distinctions is whether other websites in your niche are willing to link to you in one context or another so if you don't understand why link building is important for SEO then you won't be able to recognize whether or not the link building an agency is doing for you is you know is beneficial to you or not in fact if link building is done the wrong way it can be quite harmful so it's important that first of all before an SEO agency really starts to do any kind of uh, link building activity for you it's important that you get to see a copy of that plan or you know what what is the what is the long-term strategy here like it's easy for an SEO agency to turn around to, to a client and say oh you know we built 20 new links to your domain this month but if you don't know where those links are coming from or the context of those links or you know why would those websites be linking to you out of the blue how can an seo agency turn around and say oh by the way all of it, we, we've managed to get 20 new links to you and we haven't actually done anything to achieve that it's just now that here's 20 new links it's quite likely that they've manipulated that outcome somehow and that is really what google's looking out for when um it's it's making distinctions between what is ethical and sustainable digital marketing activity and what is manipulative like what we might call black hat seo activity where you know an example of how an seo might do that is they might go to someone who owns something called a pbn or a, a public blog network or private blog network depending on um who you're talking to and, and basically what it means is it'll be someone that owns a huge um list of domains they, you know, they might have 50 domains in the home furnishings niche. They might have 50 domains in the fashion uh, niche. They might have 50 domains in the automotive niche. And then if you got, if an SEO goes to him and he goes, oh, well, you know, I've got a client that, um, you know, it's a car dealership. You go, right, okay, well, I've got 50 domains here. I'll link to you off all of them for $300. And they just take that out of your SEO retainer. They pay it off to some someone in the some dark corner of the internet and all of a sudden you've got 50 you know supposedly relevant domains linking to you but then if you actually dig into it and have a proper look at them each of those domains they won't really have any decent links themselves if they do have links they'll probably be very very spammy or it'll be something like you know jeffscars.blogspot.com you know anything that's like that or .blogspot.wordpress anything like that you know they're, they're not real domains they're just temporary uh like blogs that have been thrown up and made vaguely relevant uh you know for, for free basically so those are the kind of links that you don't really want to see so if your seo agency or digital marketing agency or digital pr agency even is saying oh we got you x amount pieces of coverage or x number of links ask to see where the links are coming from ask to see why they're linking to you in the first place like they've got there's got to be some sort of context as to why 20 websites would all of a sudden start linking to you so like to give you a bit of perspective now the reason the, the way to do that properly the way to get a, a, you know um, a list of new domains linking to a client is by earning the links essentially what an SEO agency should be creating as part of their campaign for you in one way or another is bait like it it, it really is is some sort of bait be it a piece of content it could be a tool it could be a study or a resource 
it could be anything really, but they want to be creating something on your website that's going to encourage other domains to link to you. So let's say, for example, um, you sell, um, I don't know, tiles. Let's say you sell bathroom tiles and kitchen tiles, but you've got a really handy calculator on your website that allows someone to put in the, you know, the measurements of their bathroom and then it calculates very quickly how many tiles of one kind they would need to sufficiently cover their bathroom. And then, you know, you can change the chain. All right, well, let's change from these big tiles. Let's change it over to subway tiles instead. And you can make that same calculation. Like it's a really user-friendly, easy, fluid way to find out exactly how many kind of tiles you need. That would be a really, really valuable tool that would likely attract a lot of links to your bathroom and kitchen tiles website, right? It's really user-friendly. It's, you know, even um, things like... Um, plumbing websites might even use that if, if there are the local plumbers that recommend your tiles then it's quite likely they'd be happy to link to that as a resource from their website so it's valuable in that way but then if you also think about it as in the way that google would look at those links it'd say um you know like um plumbing and tiling websites linking over to your tile product related website it would see those links as super relevant and it would understand the context of that link as well it'd see why it's relevant it'd see that they're referencing your calculator and it would deem that to be a very relevant high quality link right now if you go back to the other example where it's like all of a sudden you know it's some you know it's just some random um dot blogspot domain that's just like it might even be something like a um, a link that's that's put into the comment section on a blog post. It might not even be within the context of a blog post. It might just be jammed into the comments at the bottom of a blog, po blog post, or it might be on some random forum or something like that, or it might even be on a you know an adult website like a lot of these private blog networks, these PBNs. They do tend to include a lot of like spammy domains, casinos, adult websites and stuff like that. So those are the kind of links when they're irrelevant or they're in, you know, sort of darker corners in the internet that can be quite harmful and they can make your backlink profile like super spammy. So bit like that is something to keep an eye out for is just like quality and relevance in any domain or coverage that you're getting. Make sure it's legit. Make sure that they're not just taking a percentage of your spend and then going to some guy on like a forum or something like that and be like, yeah, mate, it's $400. Do us 50 links and I'll roll this out to the client over the next two or three months and tell him that I'm doing my job. Do you know what I mean? There are so many agencies out there that are still doing shit like that. So just keep an eye out for it. Right, last point. Um, something that your service 100% should be including is technical SEO services and conversion optimization services. So basically just to give you a bit of background on why this is so important, obviously Google's sort of consistently moving towards a place where it's putting user experience as one of its primary ranking factors. So there's actually a new um, algorithm update coming in May and it's very rare that Google gives you a heads up about stuff like this, but there is an, a, a very big ranking algorithm update coming out in May called the Core Web Vitals update. And that's going to um, put more of an emphasis on websites that load very quickly on mobile. Uh, the content renders in a way that's very user-friendly and not too clunky. It's nice and fluid on mobile devices in particular. Um, and, and these kind of things are the things that are becoming more and more important over time. So one of the, the main things for that reason that should be included as, as part of a digital marketing or SEO service in particular is technical on-site work. That includes things like making these efficiency improvements, making sure the website is super fast on things like mobile devices, but also implementing things like schema markup. So for example, 
if you've if you've got some sort of e-commerce website or a product website you can add product schema to your pages so it will start to feed through things like a you know a five star label through to your search results you can add things like um, the price range of your products um, whether or not the products are in stock and you, you'll notice this from time to time in the search results that certain results tend to have like a five star rating underneath or you know it says in stock or uh, the, the price range of the products like I say so you know in, in a basic way really what that does is it makes your search listing more attractive right it makes it in and will improve your click-through rate when your web weight your listing is compared against other websites that are also in the search results so little things like that should definitely be included because it's one thing to improve your visibility in the search results but then it's really becomes about making the most of that visibility you know driving up your click-through rate and then when people actually click how fast is the website loading how long are people spending on the website once they land on it what's your engagement like what's your time on site like how high is your bounce rate what can we do to reduce that and if again you'll you'll quickly once you start to like write these points down that i'm talking about and stack them up if and if you ask yourself these questions about an agency that you're working with right now very quickly you'll start to build a picture of are they just going through the motions with you do they seem to be legit are they just rolling out blog content or are they constantly trying to improve and make the most of the traffic that i'm receiving like are they coming to me with recommendations and suggestions on right okay we've managed to really drive these rankings up right now but the click-through rate i think we can do better let's add some product schema to the website let's make your search listings more attractive let's reduce the load time of the site to make sure that this bounce rate's not super high like you know actual engagement rates around the website and how people are acting once they land are just as important for rankings as some of these other factors as well if google see you know puts you to the top of the rankings sends you a lot of traffic but then realizes that your bounce rate is 95 percent 95 percent of the people that are clicking through to the website are going fuck this and then just clicking back and leaving it's going to see so that something's wrong either the website's taking too long to load or it's just for whatever reason your website is not a relevant result for that keyword and because google's kind of thick in a way even though it's very sophisticated in some ways it's still pretty stupid in others and it has to draw these conclusions in a way that a robot would which is basically what it is so if it sees that a bounce rate is 95 percent your engagement's terrible it's you know in a robotic way it's going to go oh this isn't as relevant and uh, good for people as what i thought because i can tell by people's behavior that they don't want to see this so that it can drop you out so making sure that there's a technical f focus as part of your campaign as well and like constant improvement in moving towards improving engagement rates and on time on site all of that sort of stuff is just as important as things like content optimization backlink building you know digital pr campaigns and all that sort of stuff so make sure that you go and have a look at things like your page speed insight score or add the google lighthouse uh, chrome extension to your google chrome browser and run an analysis on the website this is really going to give you a good idea of what is your what is the performance score of your website right now how is the website looking in google page speed insights get those insights for yourself don't wait for an seo agency to tell you how these things are looking because if they think that your attention isn't on it if it, and like bear in mind i'm talking about if your seo agency is one of these shit ones i'm not here to tell you that your seo agency is shit what i'm saying is i've noticed a lot of patterns in the ones that are shit and these are some of the these are some of the um things that tend to crop up most frequently so just bear these things in mind go for all the points that i've discussed previously and um just ask yourself is your agency meeting these criteria 
Um, so that's, I think that's the last thing on the list, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna finish with a funny story because I've got something incredibly embarrassing to tell you. Right, this happened about, probably about six months ago now. Basically, we had an inbound lead, right? And it was a really, really good inbound lead. It was a local council um, from a, a, a major town in the greater, Ma uh, not in the greater Manchester area, in the Northwest. It was like one of the major towns in the Northwest like the size of Bolton, but it wasn't Bolton, it was a different one, yeah? So that council came to us and they were like, look, we've got a digital marketing budget here that we have to spend. Um, as, can you just have a look at the website, tell us what you think needs doing from SEO, um, and we need to make a decision on this quickly. We're not really speaking to every, any other agencies, we've looked through your case studies, we're happy with everything, just tell us what we need, give us a cost and it's likely that we'll move forward. So the ba basically what happened is, the bloke called us up, said I've got loads of money to spend, and then just told us, he basically closed himself on the call. It was great, it was the easiest sale call ever, right? <clears throat> Fantastic. So normally what we'll do is, I'll follow that up with like a, a, a video audit of the website. I'll go through, I'll go through the website and I'll record, I'll, I'll record my thoughts. I'll say that, you know, these are the things that need doing, these are how we do it, this is what it all means. Um, look forward to hearing from you soon, etc. In this case, what I did is I recorded two videos. I recorded one that was exactly that, and I recorded another that was for our the guy that, had, that basically manages all of our PPC activity because this council wanted some PPC work as well, right? So I recorded one video for the actual council, another video for Dan, who basically runs our PPC work. And it's worth bearing in mind that me and Dan are very close mates and I've known him for a lot of years. So what I'm going to do now is I'm going to play you the first five seconds of the video that I sent to Dan. Hello, it's me, Shaggy Rambo. So that was me opening just a bit of an overview video to Dan calling myself Shaggy Rambo. I'm not going to explain to you why I call myself Shaggy Rambo. We've got names for each other. That was, you know, two years in the making, that nickname. So you haven't got time. I haven't got time to explain that. Just go with it and say, you know, it's a funny name and we'll say no more about it. Now, guess which video got sent to the council? Of course, it was the Shaggy Rambo video. So we went from... Basically, someone calling us up saying, I'm definitely going to use you for SEO and I have to spend the money. There's no if. It's not, it's not a if I'm coming on, it's a when I'm coming on. We decided to send that man a video in which the managing director of the agency refers to himself as Shaggy Rambo uh, and then proceeds to swear and act a fool for the next five minutes of the video. So, I think it's fair to say that we didn't get that client. Um, he very quickly stopped responding to emails. It, to be fair, that was Kyle's fault. Uh, Kyle looked for his emails, looked for the video that was referring to that council by name, didn't check that it wasn't the one that had sent to Dan, decided to just forward that one on without checking. So whilst it, I probably should have been more clear with him in the first place, I think it's fair to wash my hands of 60 to 70% of the blame. All right, so next episode, I will be interviewing one of my favorite people in the world. Um, I'm very excited to record that one. I'm gonna be recording it on Monday for sure, so that's locked in. 
Um, so I'll be bringing you that one next time and I promise it will be worth coming back for and checking out because she is the funniest person that I know. All right, so other than that, stay vigilant. Not long left now. COVID's nearly over, hopefully. And um, just keep your bloody chin up, yeah? Nice one. See you in a bit.